Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Taboo. Taboo. Today we have something so exciting. You know what it is? I don't know. I don't think they know. Mm. Mm. What is it giving today? It's definitely giving guests. It's giving a guest appearance. <laughs> but honestly, we are so excited. Today we have Miles Made It from TikTok, uh, aka Miles. Mm -hmm. Miles, want to introduce yourself to the rest of us? What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to be here. The vibes in here are immaculate. I'm trying not to start laughing. So I'm just gonna stop talking for now. I'll talk more later. You're meant to be here to kiki and tell us all the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Miles, I'm so excited for you to have you on the show today. We have been waiting to have a guest star for so long, so it's an honor to have you. Um, I genuinely just want to talk about how we even met. Mm -hmm. Like, where did this even, our journey, our love story begin? Where did it begin? Yeah, you want to yeah. tell them? Well, should I? This throuple, right? Yeah, it's right. really a throuple at this point. Yeah. All right, pipe down, pipe down. I'll let them know. I'll let them know what happened. <laughs> Basically, you know, we live in the age of the internet. So, you know, these days, right. you got to meet your internet friends instead of just, you know, staying and chatting through the text. You got to right. come meet them face to face. Exactly. So I was like, oh my God, I love the energy. So I was like, I want to get on the podcast. Oh nice. my, it was so random, guys. Like, literally, I was on TikTok and I came across this hilarious Trader Joe's review. And this man's like, y'all need to get to Great Joe's. And you need to get this and that. And I'm like, who the hell? And the backdrop was jokes. Yeah, like, I literally immediately sent it to Kristen and I'm like, no, this is jokes. And I sent to her again. I'm like, he just commented he wanted to be on the podcast. Because like, you know, when you are on a platform like TikTok or Instagram or anything like that, when you see someone who has that many followers mm -hmm. and they like respond to you, mm -hmm. I get like giddy inside. I'm like, oh my God, they know who I am. Right. Like I get <laughs> so excited. No, yeah. And speaking about that, like I hate when creators and stuff want to act all sadiddy. Like you can respond back to my comment. Right. Like if, you, if we were not here, okay, you, you would not have nothing. no followers and comments and stuff. You know, in, in your case though, I didn't expect you to because I really, it had like 56K likes. So I was like, there's no way he's And then answer. I saw Bougie and I said, he ain't fit to answer. Yeah. <laughs> But he did. <laughs> he nah, did that's answer. got me weak. <laughs> so no, I really did not think so. And so I just commented, like, laughing. And he was like, get me on the podcast. I said, period. Right. Say no more. And you like, want to know why? Because I love chatting with the people. Like, that makes the app so much more entertaining. Like, yeah. Instagram is so dry, in my yeah. opinion. Because <sighs> it's just reading these dry captions and then somebody's <laughs> dry comments. And if you've noticed now, especially <laughs> with, like, influencers and stuff, you know, they'll try to have, like, these ridiculous captions. Like, right. you know, like... Today is the day to get started on whatever. Like, what are you working I'm on like, today? Yeah, and, then, and, and no one's responding to that. They're just like, ooh, I love the shoes. Where are they from? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's pointless. Whereas like TikTok is literally like, where are those shoes from? Like, yeah. you need to let me know. Right. Oh my God. So tell us like what you do on TikTok. Tell us what is your niche. Right. So my niche on TikTok is all things bougie black man experiences yes, so uh, from traveling to uh like vlogs mm -hmm. uh self-care product recommendations stuff like that and i'm telling you like i tried other stuff like i tried like i don't know i tried all, all a bunch of stuff when i first got on tiktok but then the product videos really really hit mm -hmm. home yeah. for everybody like the product videos i think one of the first ones that went super viral was like it was when that brent fias clouded was viral for mm -hmm. months and months mm -hmm. and months and so i put it onto that music and it got like I don't even know how many views, like close to a million views and like wow. maybe like 200,000 likes and stuff like that. I was like, oh, y'all really want to see some products. So and my then, question is then, does this feel natural? Does this niche feel more natural than yeah. the other ones you've tried? So before I answer that, I'm going to say that I feel like TikTok's algorithm it's in touch with somebody's spirit, guys, because my thing is, like, I've noticed for a lot of people, like, when they try to do stuff that's not them, mm -hmm. the videos don't go where they want it to go. But, right. like, exactly. when they start acting like themselves or doing what it is they're supposed to do, like, their videos will take off. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you're not a dancer, 
don't get on TikTok and start dancing. Girl, right. I learned like, my lesson. Okay? I'm telling you, because no, no, because I started there. I, and listen, I ain't nobody's dancer, but I was like, is this what gets you, you know, views? Stuff right. yeah. I was like, I'm not a dancer. I'm going to stop trying this. Like, I can't even remember what made me decide to start showing their products. It was yeah. just like, well, let me see what happens. And it took off. But so do you feel like you stay, like you, your niche is kind of self care, or is it just the bougie, luxurious side of like black TikTok? It's both. Okay. It's definitely both. And I'm trying to really convey that my niche should also be or that for me like the whole bougie black man thing is really big on mindfulness and like self-awareness so i'm trying to push that type of content as well um but of course like i said like if it's not products in my hand in the sink somewhere like it might not go off as Mm -hmm. like as much but um i don't know i'm gonna keep pushing it and see what happens but focusing on that self-care like what does like how did you get to deciding that this is what self-care was going to look like for you, like taking your time, really treating yourself. Like, how did you know that self-care was going to look like this? Because it didn't come to my realization until like yesterday that self-care looks different for everyone. Like I thought everyone, because I guess on everyone, I have talked about it before when I started my TikTok journey, I was um, just doing self-care because I want to take care of myself. And so I was journaling and thinking mm-hmm. like, this is what everyone does when they're doing self-care. But no, self-care can be like doing nothing or like taking your time to buy like yeah. luxurious products or do or going out, like knowing when to go out. So how did you know this was what you want to do for yourself? I would say the big thing is just the results, I guess. Like, you know, you feel a lot better when you're taking care of yourself. Like, you feel better when you have clear skin um, and when you smell good, when you walk out the house and you're getting compliments and stuff like that. So, and not to say that, you know, you're doing this self-care for others because it needs to be about yourself. Because if you're not motivated to do it for yourself, you probably aren't necessarily going to do it. Because what happens when the person that you're motivated to do it for now isn't in your life anymore? You're just going to throw all that stuff away? Like, like, there's this, like, TikTok audio now that's, like, some motivational audio. And, you know, it's it's talking about, like, get, get your habits. Because, like, you know, when things go away and stuff like that or things go awry, like, you need to go back to your habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself doing that lately because... I would say, like, for the bulk of, like, the whole corona pandemic thing, I just reached a point where, like, I just didn't care anymore. Like, like I didn't want to keep going to the gym. I didn't want to do my skincare routine every single day. I didn't mm-hmm. want to go outside the house. I didn't want to. It's, like, because why? Like, everything's right. shut off. Everything's yeah. turned off. Who cares? But I would say as of maybe, like, two, three weeks ago, like, I started getting back into the gym, first of all, like, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest thing that taught me what self-care looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, like, you know, middle school, high school, I was overweight. So I weighed, like, 250 pounds back in. What? Yeah. How tall are you? Oh, I, oh, I was a big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six foot. Wow. I don't so I was it. built like somebody passed her. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I'm telling you. So, and then what had happened was, because they're always like, oh, how'd you lose your weight? And I'm like, honestly, there's no there's no special secret. Like, I worked at this, like, sleepaway camp. Like, after that, I came back. I went. I started school. And then um, I just was really committed to continuing the weight loss. Because, like, anyone that's listening to this that has, you know, struggled with their weight or is overweight right now, like, you, you reach a point, depending on who you are, like, how you feel about it. Like, either you're fine with the weight or you're not. Like, Absolutely. I was fine with it just because, like, it just went with, I guess, who my character was. Like, I was just, like, this, like like bubbly like yeah just just like the funny black kid that was bit, yeah, yeah. So it was just like it was just like cool like whatever so i didn't really care mm-hmm. um but it's like once i started lo- so so the mindset is just like well this is who i am like this is part of me like who cares like it's the mindset isn't like i want to lose weight like how do i do it it's just right like, this is reality and it's cool but once i saw like oh wow like this weight actually came off that's crazy like i just kept pushing it um i joined a boxing gym um in my where i went to school at um and that was a super dope experience so that is what I, that's where the self-care originated was like the boxing and stuff. Then it was like, okay, how else can I 
do this and you know men aren't really necessarily into that type of stuff so it's like honestly that came from like my black female friends like them telling wow. me like you know these are the products that i like to use for this and that so i was always asking her like you know what works mm -hmm. what doesn't work what should i use so that's how i got on top of like the hair product game and then same with the skincare I was like okay like her recommendations some other people's recommendations like that's kind of where i started mm. um and a lot of people always are in the comments like well you know like how can i learn how can i learn like if you don't have a friend that could put you on, then guess what? Like, there's YouTube University. Like, people <laughs> want me to do like t how to videos and all. I'm not doing all of that. Like, <laughs> like your skincare journey, much like much like your fitness Subjective. journey, or like yeah, yeah, like all that stuff. Like you, like and honestly, like it should be something that you take as like a personal and like spiritual thing of like you know I'm learning myself, I'm learning my body. So when you were in college and like you were just or just in general. When you started like this whole skincare and you started really dedicating yourself to yourself, did you ever bring it up to like your guy friends or anyone, any like the male, the males around you? And did you ever get any like backlash from it? Uh, I would say honestly, not backlash, but were they no, apprehensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about it. honestly, no. And, and you know why? Because most men are really into that stuff. So I'm not about to be awkward and just bring it up. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just going to mind my business and do what works for me. Now, if you got a question, I'm definitely going to answer. Like, I'm not the type to gatekeep. Like, you know, oh, you know, you know. No, I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah. But, you know, so, so a lot of my friends were definitely big on like, you know, like, like, where can I get a good clone? Like, what do you recommend? Stuff like that. But, you know, like the, the more intricate things. And also I would say in college, like I wasn't, um, like my skincare routine wasn't as extensive either. It was just like face wash, uh, probably some toner, some witch hazel, because everyone thought that that everyone thinks mm. every black person at some point thinks that witch hazel is like the is, the mm -hmm. is the I'm truth. Is the truth? So lie. that and some it's, moisturizer. It's a, lie. <laughs> it's a lie. So then, why do you think men in general are typically apprehensive about getting into self care and what that looks like for them? I think it's a lot of things. Um, so like first, you have to look at like what people think masculinity is. Like you know, there's people that think like men need to be musky and people will be in the comments on like tiktok being like no men need to smell like men and i'm like well what does that smell like to you because <laughs> it's like, to me because i'm <laughs> it smells <laughs> bad <laughs> because i'm sitting here like so they make cologne and stuff so yeah they should smell like men and it should smell like a men's cologne or something but also you know stuff like that is sometimes looked at as like feminine or like men shouldn't do mm -hmm. that or men shouldn't care um, and also just because I think just a lot of men, um, especially like the, this, not just black men, but like, you know, Hispanic or, you know, uh, these different ethnicities, mm -hmm. like they're babied by the women in their, in their households. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, really... Speak on it, baby. <laughs> Speak on it. Wait, so how did you destigmatize that for yourself? Like what made you comfortable enough to be like, I don't give a damn if this is considered feminine or not. You know, like even the intonations in your voice and everything. Some yeah. people are not comfortable with that. It's a, it says a lot about somebody who is comfortable enough to branch out in that and not give a damn. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So I would say, I probably like now that I think about it, I probably posted that products video after having it in the drafts for a minute. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and it probably was in the drafts just because I was like, oh, they're gonna, like, I know what the comment yeah. section look like. And the comment section every single time, there's always at least a couple people saying like, oh, men don't need this. We don't need to do all this. This is too much. This mm -hmm. is bad for your skin. Blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm the type of person I don't do anything without researching it. So like, Period. I know what works. I know what doesn't. Right. And, you know, I've done my trial and error. And on top of that, like. You can scroll on for free, yeah. but um, <laughs> you can get on again. Right, right. Listen, you need to leave. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I guess as far as destigmatizing it for myself, uh, I mean, I'm from the south, so like southern hospitality isn't just about like how you speak to people. Like it's 
really about how you present yourself. Right. Wow. Um, and of course, like growing up in church and stuff like that, like it's always a big deal to like dress well mm-hmm. and like just basically for me in my mind, like command the respect that you want. Mm. Um, and that's something that I've really tried to like instill in anyone that's like been like a friend in my life or like even if it's like a younger mentee or something like that. Is that like, you know, if you want to be perceived a certain way or you want to be um, or you want to get the service that you want to get at like some restaurant or some whatever, whatever, like you have to Put that command on. that respect yeah. and you have to be confident in who you are and, and what you bring to the table. Both my parents were like very big on like presentation. Like they just were like we, me and my brother, my brother and I were typically like the only black kids in whatever setting, whether that was like some after school club or sport um, or class and stuff like that. Uh, and plus, being from the South, like, you know, the expectation is that to be black is that you, is that you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Absolutely. Um, and I definitely did experience that, like, as a youth. But both of them, I watched both of them, like, go to work in, like, business attire, like, smelling good, dressing good, mm-hmm. like, stuff like that. And, like, we couldn't go out the house, like, ashy. You definitely couldn't go out the house ashy. Mm. Couldn't go out the house without, without, like, your hair being brushed. Like, they used to always cut our hair, like, to the scalp. Like, any black man washing this knows what time it was. Like, your hair was cut to the scalp because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you're not brushing your hair, whatever, whatever. Um, Like, clothes had to be ironed and pressed. So, like, th- those are things I took seriously and, like, I learned around, like, high school that for other people, that's just not the standard. Like, yeah. I, like, I, A I, lot I, of things aren't the standard. Yeah. No, absolutely. And Wait, like, tell the people where you're from one more time. Uh, I'm from Florida, so I've lived a little bit of everywhere. I've lived in a lot of cities in Florida because we moved around a lot for mm-hmm. uh, my parents' work. But I consider myself a South Floridian because, you know, the rest of Florida mm. is kind of like... Crazy. It's like upstate versus... <laughs> oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You know, say crazy. no more. <laughs> yeah, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm listening to you, all I can think to myself is that you were so right when you said that TikTok goes along with the spirit. Like, it has right. something to do with your spirit guides because you're explaining your life story. You're going through this entire thing. And it seems like everything that you've ever done has led up to this moment to talk about black luxury self-care on TikTok and get this type of following. Because you started off where these things were instilled in you growing up. You went to college, you learned it from early on because not many people get to experience that. Not many people get to have those like close girlfriends who tell them like, you know, this is what you have to do. Because it's usually either I'm in a relationship with you or like my girlfriend, I don't talk to my guy friends about that at all, like skincare. (laughs) Only sometimes if he has a pimple, I'm like, here you go try some nice needs in mind mm-hmm. or something like that you know so it's just like for you to lead up to this i think that's absolutely amazing and i think you you it's so clear why you have this following now because it, it's it seems like you were made for this well i appreciate that so on uh one of your tiktoks you actually did the bougie black man essentials and that yeah. included this is one of my favorite ones <sighs> that included uh reading and annotating at least six books a year uh if you can't buy it twice you can't afford it heal yourself before you hurt others and we have two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. So what made those essential for you? Um, Honestly, like, th- those are just four and, like, a plethora of other things. But I think that those are all four, like, really important pieces. Right. Um, and I think that they touch on different aspects of life. So, like, it touches on, like, your emotional intelligence. It touches on, like, your financial habits. Um, And, of course, like, it touches on, like, just continuous growth, like, always and always. Um, and I just, th- those are things that like, if, you know, if, if you couldn't take anything else away from me, like those should be things that you're like, you know what? Miles did say that if I can't buy this twice, I need to put it on back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that probably in like, I want to say like 11th grade. And I was like, damn, I need to get my life together. Cause I have not been moving. <laughs> <like this." laughs> and I'll also say, I definitely stole that from Jay-Z. Like, yeah. What did I say? Yeah. I literally said when <laughs> we were prepping for this, I said, I wanted to ask you about like celebrities that you may look up to because I I took that from Jay-Z because I remember yep. I went away. I lived in um, 
Europe for a little while and I went to Italy and I was like, I saved all this money. I'm going to buy all this Gucci. You're a clown. <laughs> Ignorant. And the prices are better they over are, there. They are. so much better. <laughs> so much and better. I said to myself, can I buy this? I said, listen, I could get three card holders. Period. I don't need to just get two. She I could get two money. bags. Give I'm me a dollar, you. man. Yes. <laughs> Give me a dollar, man. That was a lesson, I guess, like my parents had taught me when I was younger. So I was just wondering, like, even when I heard like Jay-Z say that, I was like, that's something that I live by. Mm. For sure, no matter what it is, like if you can't get two of them, you can't afford it. That's yeah. If you can't replace what you have, you cannot afford it. Because that means once you buy, you got nothing left, baby. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, people, and people say like, now it should be like four or five. I no, take it easy. Listen, no. listen, first of all, life is short. If I want it, I'm going to go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's and, called balance, baby. Yeah, right. And plus I could say like, High school, middle school, oh, that was not the mindset. Like, if there's... No, and my life now is TikTok sounds. I just can't help it. But, like, there's this one guy. He's like, he's like, baby, like, I have a shopping addiction. Like, if there's money on my card, I'm going to get it. And it's like, <laughs> it's like in high school, middle school, that was me. I was like, there's money on this, on this little plastic card. I, I got to swipe it. Yeah, listen, 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 listen. Card over here in the negatives because I just didn't care. I was like, I'm going to get some more money at some point. Like, me 16, with my credit 15. card. I opened my credit card at, like, uh, I think I want to say, like, 19 or something. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how I got into credit card debt. Cause I was like, girl, there's free money on this card. <laughs> Those credit cards are dangerous. Like, thing. I wanted to ask you about Heal Yourself. Yeah, that was my favorite you, one. Her others. Mm, 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 mm. Did you learn that from romantic relationships or from even of platonic course. relationships? <laughs> of course. Okay, like, and what made you learn that? Was it done to you or did you do it to them? Men just don't learn. Are we cursing on this podcast? Yeah, yeah do what you got to do. Oh, okay. Right. Listen, no. Uh, no, because men don't learn shit until <laughs> a woman has... They don't learn shit. Oh. They don't... All right, I'm now. Sorry, I'm all right now. All right now. It's a man sitting there. All right, right. sister, all relax. There's right. two of us in here. Like, relax. <laughs> so, so men don't really learn shit until a woman has to lay it out in front of them. And it's not going to be the first, the second, or the fifth time. It's and our sound guy's time. over here nodding his head like, yeah, come on, brother. Preach. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's just what it is. Like, I... I don't know why. And, I, you know, I grew up in a two-parent household. So mm. I guess that helps me understand my dad as an individual because, mm -hmm. you know, part of growing up and, and, and making amends with pieces of your past that you may not really like or you may not understand is viewing your parents not just as your parents but as people. Mm -hmm. So... And being able to separate the two when you need to. Yep. Right. Now, I don't know how to do that yet, but good luck. It's hard. I'm trying. Yeah. That's why I have to move out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see you as a person. I'll see you as a parent. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. But then they want to be your bestie now. It's like, no. Yeah. No. Get right. away from me. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like, uh, like, like seeing my dad like as a person now and just being like, because there were times like he would drop the ball on like a holiday or something like that. And then it was, and it's like, you know, like you feel the tension and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. it's just like, so why didn't she just do what she wanted him to do? Da, 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 da. And it's like, because yeah. men just don't get it. Like, they just don't get it. Their significance um, is placed on different things for them. That too. I think that's also a really big piece. I feel like that's where a lot of disconnect comes. Because even like with my parents, it's not so much that he just didn't do what she asked him to do. It's that he didn't see it as significantly as she saw it. Absolutely. Like what we place as like a priority on an emotional level, some, like a lot of men may not. And yeah. that's... I guess you can also say that's where communication needs to be held heavy. So first, a lot of people say that women feel or, or you know, or, or women think and men act. Mm. So, I, and I, mm. I, have a, I have a friend that me and her go back and forth on this all the time. Like, I, one thing about me, like, I just love smart black people. Like, yes. 
if you can't talk to me about like educated intellectual conversations, like we're just not gonna mesh, and that's why I don't have many friends. That's okay. But um, <laughs> I have this now, friend, right? That's right. what matters. <laughs> if he considers us intellectual, no, and that's no because that's why I think I told Leanna this at, at the beginning. Like that's why I reached out because I was like, okay, they have a podcast. Like y'all know, everyone in our generation has a podcast now. But like someone talking listen about to, absolutely nothing. Some, you listen to Let me, me not like. You listen to me, you're like, okay, but like, I heard you guys, something about love or parents. Unconditional no, love? Unconditional. That one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the podcast question was like, you know, have you guys ever experienced unconditional love? And like, you guys are having really good insightful conversations and like, that's the type of stuff that me and my friends talk about. And we're always like, we need more friends that we can talk about the stuff with. But mm-hmm. anyway, I have this friend, she loves to read books on like power and stuff. So like, Robert Greene is like the man for all that stuff. Like, he's the one that wrote that sociopath book, you know, 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> and- <laughs> No, literally, <laughs> like, like you might as well just go read like The Prince by Machiavelli if you want to be a. No, literally. <laughs> if you ever read the reviews on Amazon, it's like this book is manipulation. <laughs> they need to stop selling this. I'm like, damn. No, that's all it is. It's crazy. But anyway, so it's like she just loves think all things like power dynamics, mm-hmm. especially because you know, as a black woman, like you know, it's not expected for that to, for for that to be her place. Like of you course. know, there, there's an expectation of of just being subservient or being like a pushover something. She's not with that. So. Um, me and her go back and forth about like if men and women speak the same language because I don't think they do. No. Like I don't care what anybody says. I don't think they speak the same language. Like my parents been married about 20 plus 30 plus years at this point in time and sometimes I'd be like sometimes yes I see them speaking the same language but other times I'm just like y'all Oftentimes. are on two different yeah. worlds. Yeah. Like and I know him and I know you but y'all don't know each other. I think it's right. so interesting because it comes down to how people perceive like a situation and even when I'm looking at my parents like certain things that my mom will be devastated about my dad's like that was crazy I'm like what do you mean we're over here like crying and he's like I don't understand what do you mean like the dishes are just you not hungry? washed like, <laughs> right, is everything alright like no. you guys going through something right now mm-hmm. like it's just so crazy how men and women can perceive the same situation and just people in general you we all have like a different lens on life but men and women for sure have this way where like men just seem to not overthink as much that's why whenever i think whenever i meet a man who's an overthinker i'm actually kind of like fascinated from that because it's, it's widely known that some that women are kind of like overthinkers in certain situations right. especially in relationships but in so many times it's just like it comes down to trivial things where they just perceive things as like the complete opposite it's nuts right but i love that you brought that overthinker piece because like I, i'm a huge overthinker like i have a very analytical mind like so i just can't help it like i think about everything deeply like yeah I, like, there, there I, has to be a reason for everything yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. i have to analyze everything i was analyzing the hell out of coronavirus when it first came out i was like, <laughs> I was like well, well maybe they playing <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a joke <laughs> right so it's just like I, I think that's a really big piece in the whole like self-care and personal development like if you're not actually like looking inward and saying like you know what flaws am i serious about um confronting and what am i serious about working on and what am i serious about improving or changing like you're just going to be stagnant was communication ever something that you know was a flaw of yours that was like a, a fatal flaw like you saw a pattern in all of your relationships that could benefit from bettering your communication skills so you want to be in my business i just mm. want to okay. know she was trying to therapize someone right. i could like come on, right. come on. have a regular come on. day leave me right. come on Iyama. leave me come on Iyama. fix my life she said not on my watch <laughs> come here beloved but, um, but okay so the communication thing Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, as my wifey Ari Lennox said, she said Period. you're in control of how you're gonna know love. Mm. So the flip side of that for me is like how people know love is how they show love. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I grew up in a very critical household. Like both of my parents are very 
on it about like you know meticulous how you, yeah detail like, like, like very detail oriented about like like how you speak how you dress where you're going Same. when you're going who you hang out with like you know who is the child that we get to present to our friends absolutely like at the very at the at the end of the day that's what it all boils down to is who is the individual that we get to present to our to our friends and stuff um so that for me made me think that love looked like being critical and analytical like I have friends have to tell me like tell me about myself like like you know like in high school and stuff like back when I just had no filter like mm. like if your clothes was wrinkled or you were smelling <laughs> a little weird or I see you had on the same pair of pants Miles like, is gonna twice. say something oh yeah no no, listen, no no they know Miles is gonna say but something but it takes all the hallway I'm telling you like oh Miles is coming let me let me turn back around yonder like right, right, nah, he about to clown me today but um but at the same time it was just like it was just like okay Miles is honest like that's crazy and you know like a lot I think a lot of people that are like me have that phase of like. Oh, I'm just being honest or truthful. Like it's what you need to hear, and it's like, but then you get to grow up. Some of us, because a lot of people just are stuck in that Stay way. That but way. Like, right? Yep. But like, like you grow up, and you're just like, does this need to come from me? Mm. And is this the is time this your- to say it? Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, I have a book recommendation for you. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm recommending everybody. You better tell them. I'll tell you the the title of it later. But literally. A lot of it is understanding what's your task. That's what they Mm. call it. It's called the separation of tasks. And like you have to be able to separate what is for you and what's not for you. Your responsibility to like yourself and your community and being able to separate the two and knowing that if somebody else oversteps their bounds of what's their separation or like what's what their task is in relation to you, it's not your job to react to that. Mm. Like, for example, right, they were giving an example in the book talking about if somebody hurts you, like. In the book, they're talking about trying to teach people to trust your community, trust other people pretty much blindly. Believe that people are good because it's not your decision to pretty much give them karma or change them. It's not up to you. And so like part of the separation of tasks is understanding that you can go ahead and believe people are good. You try to love people. You try to be there for them and pretty much like start with 100 um, if you will. And if somebody hurts you, even though like you might have seen it coming, you felt it coming, but you wanted to be a good person for them anyway, because that's just in your nature. It's not for you to try to change who they are. And so now you have two choices. You either have you can cut them off or you can continue to be there for them if they apologize. Like, mm, right. you, But once they apologize and you say I'm staying, you have to believe that and move forward mm. because it's not going to be your task anyway to keep changing them. No matter what you do, yeah. it's not going to be up to you. Yeah. And so when you say that, it's kind of like, I, I too can come across as like the harsh friend. Like she just said, trying to therapize somebody. Mm-hmm. It's more so between the two of us because mm. we, we're at a different level. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. We're at a different level. <laughs> but I think I too have lost a lot of people in my life because I feel like if I care about you, it's my job to say something. Yeah. But I also know if I care about you, it's your job to teach yourself that. Yeah. Like everybody's not there to keep reprimanding you or correcting you at some point you have to look in the mirror and do it for yourself and so she's, i actually have another said, question you know I, I fix things i'm a fix <laughs> you know, i push people till they can't get pushed anymore. no, well, no I, do have, I have to inject one second because you did say something where it's like the message and right timing and mm-hmm. i think that's so true it's like do i do i need to I, you have to kind of step back and say am i the person to tell them this message mm-hmm. because there are a lot of times when you could tell someone beat it down to their head seven thousand times but if it's not coming from the right person it's not coming at the right time it's gonna go keep it's going not gonna over click. their heads over yeah. their heads over their heads. so many people told me that you know financial literacy was something i need to focus on you know sometimes i would just be spending crazy and people would come to me come to me come to me but it wasn't until i was like okay i'm 
in rock bottom and <laughs> I'm deciding maybe I should listen to someone. Say it again one more time because I missed you the first time. Some you lessons know? just come hard. Sometimes when people are not yeah. ready to hear it and people are not ready to change, they're less willing to listen and that's when they become that block mm-hmm. wall and that's when that's how sometimes you can lose friends because yeah. if you keep telling someone how to better themselves over and over and over again and they're not in that space to they're do it or ready. they're not willing to, they're going to be like, damn, this bitch a hater. Yeah. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. not hating on you. I'm trying to better yourself. I'm trying to help you better yourself and then sometimes later down that line you see it for them but I think that true peace comes from and just like true happiness on your end when you know you're like okay with yourself and just like have no animosity towards someone is when you see that person you see them doing better and i think yeah that is so true like the message just it will not stick if it's not the right time right and just going off that like you can't force someone's growth because before it's their time because they have to one up on their own Mm -hmm. and if they don't it's just not going to happen i would keep trying to put them on and be like you have to be serious about this and serious about that and it was just talking to a wall all the yeah. time and so it's like there had to, there came a point when i realized like okay now nah, like they got to grow when they're ready like mm-hmm. you just can't force it on people and you and you driving yourself nuts trying to help them and tell them the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over like at this point like you're just stressing yourself out absolutely so, like i love that y'all both are on that same page of like people just have to get to a point where they want it and that's, they want to hear it and, yeah right and tying that into the whole tiktok thing like that's why I don't really care when people are like tripping and stuff in the comments because at the end of the day, like they're gonna come to a point where they realize like maybe I should step it up. Yeah. And if it's not them individually, it's like it's gonna be a significant other, like, I'm I need you to do a little bit better. But yeah. I think the whole self-care thing is about realizing, like we said earlier, how subjective it is. Like what's for you may not be for me. Absolutely. And like what self-care looks like Face for wash all of is us. For everybody. It yeah. is. Don't and I, I do agree <laughs> with you. Some people though are able to just wake up and put dove soap on their face and keep it pushing. I know a lot of girls that don't break out, don't yep. have that issue. Yep. And so they don't prioritize that. For yeah. them, self-care might be going to the gym and might be like indulging in comfort food. Sometimes like, you know, self-care is about what's healthy for you, mm, right. for that individual. And I know for a lot of men, it, that's why like I was fascinated by you because there was it's like there's a lot of vi- variety in your self-care yeah it's right. not like you're just talking about um you know like moisturizers you're talking about food you're talking about how you dress you're talking about like a holistic lifestyle yeah. that makes you feel better that makes you happy that works for you so anybody else that's hating is on them but I did want to circle back to a question I did ask you now <laughs> <laughs> when it came to healing, did you learn that because you did it to others or others did it to you? Mm-hmm. Or was it a mix of both? I'm just curious because I find that men, they don't care until it's done to them. Exactly. It's not like they're learning because they're disgusted by their own experiences mm. and what they've done to people. They're more disgusted because it's now been done to them. Because if they realize it from, Chris, 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 that's like asking men to reflect. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if that's, that's, that, if that's for them. Yeah. You know? it's like, so now, I want you to answer the question. Y'all are like deep thinking. They can't do that. (laughs) But um, what goes around comes around. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say it's both. So I I would say first, like my first like serious relationship was in college. Um, And... you know, she used to tell me things, and I, I didn't, I, I, I honestly did not He's get like, it. Right, listen, you see, listen, you see, got me stuttering now. You see, got me stuttering now. I'm thinking too hard, but, but um, no, because I, I just this goes back to what I was saying when I mentioned the whole um, you know, how you know love is how you show love. So mm-hmm. like, not even just like the whole critical aspect and stuff like that, but also just like you know, in my household, like when things were going left or stuff like that, like 
the parent like parent would just like shut down or just like, mm-hmm. like no, there's no communication like we're not talking about of course. it so it's like that was me in a relationship we're not talking about it like I don't want to talk about it we're not going to talk about it move on like, yeah. what, like what you want to eat so, <laughs> right, that is so sick and we really got to break that that is a generational so black <laughs> no I'm telling you so it, so it, it was just like okay like I, I don't think it's that big of a deal but like I said, like I had friends that would have to tell me about myself. So it's like, so two or three of them had told me they're like, Miles, you know, sometimes you say stuff and you kind of talk to us like, like you think you're better than us, or like, or like, or like you kind of talk to us like you're talking down to us. Mm. And for the longest time, I just was like, well, that's because you're sensitive. Like, like, like I, yeah. I, I just was like, I don't think I'm because. The household I grew up in, like you're hitting so many points yeah. right mm-hmm. now. Because like the household I grew up in, like. This is regular. For, like, 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 basically, like, because I just saw somebody comment this shit on something there, but, but it was, it was like, fuck the delivery, take this message. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like that was my mindset for a long time. Was just Here's like, your pizza, no, no, <laughs> like, exactly, just like that. Like, and don't call DoorDash because right. I can tell you. <laughs> so, like, like, it was just like, I said it, it came out, yeah. you heard it, oh well. Yeah. But so, so through multiple people having to kind of tell me the same thing, like I had to actually say, okay, Miles, like, like. Going back to like, you know, like, what are your tasks? Like what you were saying about the book. It was like, what are you trying to do? Right. Like, I'm trying to be like a transparent friend that like tells people like how they can do better, whatever else. But it's like, how can you do that better and do that in a way that is more digestible mm. and is coming from a space of love and not a place place of just like judgment and stuff yeah. like that. So even <sighs> so even with the um relationship. Like there was just a conversation she had just about like like you know like some like sometimes like you know when you get upset or whatever like like you just shut down like like you don't talk you're just in your head this and this and that and I I still do that now but at least now I'm better with like communicating like because I'm a processor like I process stuff like it takes me a second and then I'm back in the game mm-hmm. like it's not mm-hmm. just like oh this happened move on like nah it happened. I'm a cancer, so now I'm emotional for a little second. I'm gonna sit here in this corner for a little minute mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get back in the game like nothing right. ever happened. Um so it, it was about being more clear about how I felt and also learning to like, which a lot of men don't know how to do is just like sit in that feeling. Like what like whatever it Be is okay that like with that right, like like understand like, yes, we are emotional beings. Like men have emotions just like girls. And it's honestly I feel like men be more emotional, to be honest. It's just that we just kind of hide it, um, which is a, another problem because then y'all express it in the worst possible mm-hmm. ways. Or oh, you just, just let it build up and, and it's like it, exactly. it comes out one way or another and it's just so detrimental to it. That's such a good point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, first of all, in these moments of like discomfort or anger or whatever, like you have to sit in that moment and be like, okay, I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? And how can I prevent myself from feeling this way? And also, what's a constructive way to change the way that I feel right yeah. now? Like, mm. like, like it's a process. And that's something that took multiple people kind of just like saying, like, you know, like, like I don't really like how you how you said this to me. Or I don't really like your delivery. Mm-hmm. I don't like your tone, whatever, whatever. Because for a long time, in my mind, I just was like, my tone is fine. Like, I, like all that. Because there, because I'm going to be honest now, there were definitely times when my tone was fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. Mm-hmm. That, but I can be honest and say yes. There were times when my tone wasn't fine. But, yeah, you know. you know, sometimes it's just like when you hear it in a certain way for so long. After a while, everything you say starts to act like that, and yeah. that's why they put up that wall. Like I was saying before, where it's just like they're not listening to you anymore. They're just like, damn, Miles is a hater, mm-hmm. and he was I'm trying dead. to put me down. He think he better than me, and I don't yeah. want to talk to him no more. You know, yeah. so like right. everything after that is just like they don't hear you anymore. It's just now what they think they already think it is. But I think it's just so interesting how you said men act and women think so i feel like in that moment where 
you know, we have to stop and process our emotion. It's more likely that a woman would, that woman, and here we go. Here she go. Here I go. I, I was waiting for her. I cannot, I don't know the difference between Guys, women and women. Guys, welcome back to season Hold two. On. The woman. <laughs> I'm trying to say woman. The woman will stop and say, you know, how does this make me feel? What is this doing for me? How mm-hmm. can I be a little more constructive? Some women don't, but some, most do. Most that I know and keep in my circle. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed is that men te- seem to like, act on impulse in that moment and instead of processing they're like let me do something that will kind of like counteract, counteract this period. this yeah. thing that's bothering me so i can just forget about it so like let's say i'm a guy i just got broken up with i'm hurt right now instead of me saying hmm let me just process what happened i'm gonna say oh that girl always wanted me let me go back to her right you know it's just like they just jump right into it and it gets me so mad there's this designer that i follow on instagram he's like brooklyn born and raised as far mm-hmm. as i'm aware but his name's like mario and lee and he just was he just posted the other yeah like I Lionel, know it is, yeah, yeah yeah so he had just posted like on his personal page because mm-hmm. i follow both because his stuff is dope but um he had just posted he was like he was like oh like why do i don't i don't remember if he targeted just men or if he just said like everybody but he mm-hmm. was like he was like why do y'all think that sex is therapy or like or why do y'all you try to use sex to cope or something like that mm-hmm. and and i could and someone in the comments was like because a lot of people don't have the tools to do better so like teach them instead of shaming them and i sat there for a second and i was like she has a really good point and like i don't even know what necessarily would be a better direction to influence someone to say like you know you should do something else because i think most people male or female it's like that's a quick distraction and also like i don't know but so but but definitely just going back to the whole like how things are processed i think that's really important And, and i do agree like i think a lot of times if something happens like a woman like if anything like she'll take a minute to think or think her next move and like play chess with it whereas the guy like he's already yelling like he's already passionate like he's already doing stuff like I think part of that, too, is the fact that, like, society has kind of nurtured women to be okay with being uncomfortable. Like, there's a lot of feelings that we've had to, like, Mm. go through in the dark. So, Mm. like, naturally, we're just used to being uncomfortable. And a lot of emotions that you're forced to sit with when you're hurt or in pain at at any time due to any situation is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And we're taught to sit through it, to be right. okay with it, and to be able to process it on our own so at least we can recognize it. I think a lot of men don't even recognize exactly what is the feeling that they're feeling. Yep. They just know they're uncomfortable. And so, like... <laughs> they're like, I do everything in my power to get out of And I have to stop you at the... Because what you just said about, like, they don't know what they're feeling. Like, because I've been in conversations where, like, a friend is upset and I'm like, I'm like, yo, you're I'm not upset. You know? You are upset. Steaming. Right. So I can tell you like the <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. I'm worried right mm-hmm. now for you. I just don't. I feel like it's it's somewhat of a denial because they've been taught to just push down emotions, especially black men. We know this already. Yeah. We talk and about move it. On. Yeah, just push it down and move on. Keep it pushing. Don't worry about it. There's tomorrow's a better day. Tomorrow will be a better day. It could be a better day, but it also couldn't. So let's right. let's like let's talk about this I, today. Yeah, and, and I that, think part of that is like understanding. It's okay to do both. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be really upset and need a minute while still moving forward in different aspects of life. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're like last season was really rough for me in a different way. But like I was doing this. It's not yeah. like I was comp- I was I was down. Don't don't get it twisted. I, I did down. cry yeah. on the last episode, y'all. Yeah. So you know I was down and out. But at this point it's like I was still doing something. Like yeah. you can still move on while being you know, yeah. while having to process what you're going through. I it's think called it's, duality. Yeah. Get into it. Like, period. <laughs> Come on, but, duality. <laughs> but, you know, I think a huge thing that self-care even taught me overall, like, once I started it, was just, like, 
dedicating yourself, this sounds so cliche, but dedicating yourself to yourself is probably the best thing you ever do. Just getting to know yourself. And I try to right. push it on everyone. And I know everyone's so tired of me, like constantly saying, you know, just take time to be with yourself, take time to be with yourself. But that because has been a huge- people don't understand what that means. They don't know what it means. They don't and know what it looks like. they're uncomfortable with that. But exactly. life starts where outside of your comfort zone. So. Talk yeah. to them. Talk to them, Miles, because they don't know. <laughs> and you about to tell them what they don't know. Right. That's what's so shocking to me. It's just like so many people do not want to be with themselves because they don't want to be with their thoughts and just like what is hiding in between them. And I understand. I understand that. It's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you come out so much better. This self-care, right. even though I took a break, I still implement every single thing I do. Out of yeah. power of habit as well. But it's also just like, this is something that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good from the inside out. Like I have never been so happy with my image, with myself, and just like the way I'm presenting myself to others. Cool. Literally because of self-care. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is why I wanted you to come on the show. This is why I needed you to come on the show to tell them the other how the other half lives, basically. Because right. I've been talking to all the women, but I can't do it to all the men. You know, they don't listen to me. They're like, oh, that's too feminine. Or right. that's that's your niche, or you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, but I don't need to do that. I'm gonna keep rubbing this alcohol in my face you know and Vaseline at night right. and keep it pushing. I think that part of the issue with like the reflection and like spending time with yourself and getting to know yourself doesn't come naturally to a lot of people because it doesn't come naturally to anybody. Yeah. And I'm just like saying that to empathize so with you guys that are listening. It's not easy to get to know yourself when people tell you who you are your whole life. Mm. Come on now. When you, especially if you black, mm. all right? You know <laughs> right. your identity is placed on you the moment your mother is pregnant with you. You don't need, you ain't even breathe her career. area. Exactly. She knows your hobbies. She exactly. knows what you're about to do tomorrow, the next day. Yes, <laughs> those values are then placed onto right. you as a child. Yep. And so you're told every day what you're supposed to be, yep. what you're not allowed to be. This is not in line with what our family values are. How dare you wear this? How you dare are you say that? You are a reflection of them. Yes, and so, so at around the time where you move out or go on to college is when you're able to start looking in the mirror. I mm -hmm. highly suggest that if you haven't done it, even if you're outside of college at this point, do it now. Yeah. Like it's very difficult. It's going to be a tedious experience, but it's necessary because mm -hmm. you don't know you. Yeah. Like, and nobody else knows you the way you know you, but you have to give yourself a chance. Otherwise, the person that you could be is dead. Yeah. If right. you don't take that opportunity and the older you get, the harder it becomes to find your own identity. It's not impossible. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying it's harder because society's always going to put these these norms on you and like yeah. try to tell you who you are, these va this value system. And at the end of the day, it's up to you. At a certain point, even like now, it is just last year that I turned around and was like, I'm not going to blame my parents anymore for who I am today because Absolutely. it's up to me. Now Absolutely. I know it's up to me. I can't blame them anymore mm. for who I am. And that comes with even men in growth. Yeah. I think a lot of men will be like, she did this to me in third grade. And what the fuck do that guy <laughs> do? We, can we talk about that for a second? Because, bro, bro I got my heart broken in seventh grade were, and I never loved again. I'm <laughs> telling you, no, because there were a couple of TikTok creators that were black men that were on TikTok and they thought they were saying something. This one boy, he's talking about, oh... He was like, oh, I was the only uh, black kid in my kindergarten and, you know, the black girls was bullying me and, and the white girls was nice to me. So I stuck to white girls ever since. Huh? Baby. My first comment on the thing, I was like, I was like, now, brother, I have a question because I see that you grew I see that you grew up in Alabama and I'm from the South. So I understand. I, was your church white too? Like, like, like there were no, because me, it's like, I went to school with the white kids too, but I was obsessed with the pastor's daughter. Like, right. she, like she was bad. Like, right. She was giving me this was gay. Right. As far as like how you feel about black women, it's like, what do those random little occurrences have to exactly. do with a random girl you've never met before who's interested in you? Like, if you just like white women, just say that. All of that ties into the emotional immaturity of men because mm. a lot of men, as we've said, like, 
don't know how to sit here and really process things. They don't mm. know how to think through things. Don't don't know how to like make decisions that are influenced by the past, but not hindered by the past at the same mm. time. Like so, Child. so you speak like word this book, because okay? this is gonna be another season when we just advertise a book. Because last season mm. it was the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes, man. This season I swear to, to y'all, I'm, I just started this morning. Yeah. Can I tell you, <laughs> yeah. Um, the courage to be disliked also talks about. Uh, cause and effect mm. and how that plays into trauma this mm. man starts the book by saying trauma does not exist oh, now you know i was offended i'm traumatized <laughs> so i, I was offended but um i took what he said and i i understand it now it makes me feel better because mm. i know i have control let's say like for that same mindset as black women we don't sit there and say this black man this black guy in third grade like you know, touched me or groped me and now I don't ever trust a black man ever yeah. again. Yep. That's not how we think. That's not, that one experience doesn't shape the entire rest of your life. Absolutely. It does at some point leave an impression on you. You have a memory of it, but you still have a choice. Yep. And I think like that's what we need to remember as young people is that we have a choice. I think now, especially it's so much harder for us to take control of our lives because we are so woke, quote unquote, mm. that we're comfortable with placing blame on past events right. instead of taking control of the, the here and now. Yep. I've done it. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just asking you, at what point do you take control as a grown up and say, okay, but what am I going to do to change my situation? Absolutely. Not to discount what you've gone through or, you know, the pain that it's left behind or the difficulties that you've had to face because of it. But like, what are you going to do? Because at the end of the day, nobody gives a damn. Right. And at the end of the day, everybody has a story. Everybody yeah. has something that they've gone through. It's and just not the same. Even focusing on that, you'll see the difference in the people who are, who just want to complain to complain so that they are heard between versus the people who are like telling their story to heal from it. Yeah. And I think just like you said, like not letting the past hinder you, but acknowledging the past is a huge yeah. is a huge part of it. And it's just like, I know so many people, especially at the, uh, people have been talking about this on Twitter lately and this has been the topic of discussion where it's just like age uh, and maturity do not, do not equate at, at all. <laughs> right. And it's just like, I see people at these big ages of and 35 from, and, and over. And when you get into the workforce, you'll be like, wow. Yes. Like, wow. Yeah, they like, let you work here. Like, and you're the director? <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> I'm I going. Do that. Like really though, it's so scary yeah. to think that these people are so complacent in the way they are. They say, "This is who I am. This is who I've always been," mm -hmm. and that's that. But it's like you have to be open to change, like we were. I was saying before, and also just you have to be willing to like let the past go and kind of take that and move forward. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, when you're stuck in the past, nothing ever happens to you in the future. Yeah, right. and I wanted to know, like, since you've made these changes and really developed, you know. Like for self-care, have you seen a difference in your interpersonal relationships? Mm. Um, I, I mean, definitely, like, especially as far as like friendships and stuff, just with me and my communication and mm -hmm. like how I let them know things. And also just um, <laughs> one of my friends said, because we always, we also always like debate about like what love is, what love looks like, mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. Mm. I like your um, friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> especially yeah, you because got we, their um, numbers on <laughs> Maybe it can stop by. No, one. She, yeah. no, she definitely needs to come on this podcast. But no, like, because um, we just grew up in different households. Like, mm -hmm. like I grew up in a two parent household. She grew up um, with with her dad, who's in, who's in the spotlight, and mom had passed away at a younger age, oh, wow. and but also just had like a lot of like you know her um, uh, like like grandparents and stuff like that around, which I think is amazing. Like mm -hmm. you know my grandparents and stuff lived three four hours away. I only mm -hmm. saw them every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, in, in keeping with the whole conversation about like what love looks like she she told me that like love is understanding 
Um, and what that meant for her is just kind of understanding that some people are like are who they are. They are how they are. Um, and you just got to understand that and love them as they are. And that's something that I'm definitely working on because mm-hmm. I'm someone who initially was the type to like fix the things that I didn't like mm-hmm. about it. And then go into the space of, okay, well, it's not my job to fix that. But now I'm just supposed to like figure out how to show them grace and accept it. And I haven't figured that out yet um, because... I'm still working on showing myself grace. So, I love that she just admitted that. Thank <laughs> so, you. So figuring out how to just allow myself to make mistakes that that frustrate me in the moment, but mm-hmm. figuring out and saying, okay, like you responded to that in the way you would have because of like how you grew up and like right. what was acceptable in that space, but you're not in that space anymore. And you have to start mm-hmm. reacting to things in the way that you want, um, you know, things to be handled in the life that you want. Mm. That's part of, like, I don't know if you guys know anything about psychology, but that is a little psychology tip about trauma and triggers. You're no longer in that environment. So the things that, like, traumatize you and trigger you, you can't allow that to be what also triggers you in a healthy environment, in a different Mm -hmm. environment, because everybody's not the same. Well, before (laughs) we end the show, I definitely, I just absolutely love your mindset. And that brings me to my next question, which is what sparked the idea for this passion project that you have? I want this to be a little subtle flex. A little shameless drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about the gentleman's the gentleman's <laughs> initiative. Yeah, so I'm the founder of Gentleman's Initiative. It's a personal and professional development agency. Um, I do training on diversity, equity, and inclusion for educators and youth organizations, as well as social and emotional learning. You said that one breath, y'all. Right, because I'm used to it. That's my language. <laughs> um, and also social and emotional learning, particularly for Black and Latinx men. Mm. So um, the research for my master's was on the achievement gap, which is black and latinx men being the lowest enrolled in higher education because mm. there are a lot of contributing factors like many of them we spoke of tonight but um the big piece is just emotional awareness as well as like mentorship and having these role models and Underrated. stuff like that mm-hmm. like even though i grew up with you know a, a dad in my house and, and a brother i just didn't relate to them like we just were mm-hmm. not the same type of people like we just we just like different things mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and I even remember there was a time when I had to write like a standardized essay. I was thinking about that on the ride over here when you about that, about one of the questions about the role models. Like mm-hmm. I had a standardized essay to write. Um, and it was like, you know, if you, if you could interview one role model, who would it be and why? And that's one of those questions that like, you know, education researchers think are like racially biased because think about how many minority kids do not have right. a role model. Right. So like even for me with someone who I guess would have had like, uh, you know, like better... I guess like better footing or whatever because yeah. it's a two parent household and stuff like that. I didn't necessarily have a role model just because I just never saw myself in anybody. Like I, like I always mm. felt like there this were things I wanted matter. to do. Right. I always felt like there were things I wanted to do, but I hadn't seen them be done. Like mm. so, um, that that's what sparked that is just because like the youth need us, um, and because mentorship is the number one um research based approach to improving the achievement gap mm-hmm. and improving the um grad the high school graduation and college matriculation rate of minority males, um, particularly because like what I spoke about previously about like, you know, a lot of men get babied in their households. So mm. when it's time to do things for themselves, they don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think that that ties into, because I've had conversations with some with some of my black male friends, like a lot of it ties into like, you know, if Becky is going to do whatever I ask at any point in time and not give me no back talk, I'm going with Becky. Like, right. they, like, like they don't want to have to like exercise the mental muscle. Yeah. To, like, they don't want to exercise the mental muscle to have to actually like keep up with like someone who's going to keep them on their toes. And yeah. that's why a lot of men just aren't really cut out to just date any old body. Like they want to do whatever is easy. 
But then in addition to that, um, uh, recently I published a 90-day mindfulness journal. It's called You Are What You Think. Mm. Um, I published that just kind of in keeping with everything I've been speaking about. Like, you know, like the mindfulness piece is really important as far as like, you know, who am I today and who do I want to be? Like a big aspect of that is like setting these goals, tracking them, actually writing them down. Like mm -hmm. I spoke earlier about being an overthinker. Like everyone will tell you, like if you're an overthinker, like you need to write. Like you need to just get it out, Absolutely. get it out and do something with it. That's and, why journaling has become huge. Right. And for me, I'm the type, I can easily just like pick up a blank journal and I'll fill the journal. There's mm -hmm. yeah. plenty on my head. But most men and, and, and just other people that, again, aren't, like we spoke about earlier, aren't comfortable just like sitting in their feelings or figuring things out. Like they need a prompt. They need mm. a guide. So like it, it is a prompted journal. It has a lot of different um, really interesting like, like prompts that. and discussion yeah. topics and stuff like that. There's goal trackers in there. There's a, there's a self-care tracker in there every yeah. couple pages because of course Wait, I'm big on the self-care. No, and, 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 and I wish I would have um, brought you guys a copy, but I literally, I don't even have inventory. So where can they find this though? So you can get it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so we get into a big yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, dead. Okay. So, so you can look it up on Amazon or Lulu Books. Um, Give them the title one yeah, time? it's called You Are What You Think, mm -hmm. and the author is me, which is Miles Low, L-O-W-E. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's available on both of those platforms. Um, they print it directly and ship it to you. So Ooh. I wish I would have brought you guys a copy, but I will get you guys' address and send you guys. No, Thank listen you. to me. The part of supporting our black people, our black community, is paying full price. Listen, as baby, much I was as, as much as they don't want to hear it, a part of supporting. I'm going to give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will give you okay. my money. Because okay? <laughs> you deserve it. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so I'm happy that you came on the that. show. Um, that is all the questions we have for you. Thank you so much for being on the show, just sharing your insight. We absolutely loved every second of this. But at the end, we do have a little surprise for you. So we wanted to ask you a quick, rapid four questions. And you only can do it in like one sentence. If you could do one word, that'd be greater, but one sentence. All right. So are you ready? I just told you I'm overthinker, but I'm right. I know. <laughs> try, try your best. Try your best. So do you want to interchange? Yeah. Okay. So you can go with the first one. All right. Number one, what is one widely accepted rule that you always break? <laughs> Don't think maybe. Honestly, I live in my own world. I break all the rules. Go Ooh. ahead. Okay, period. Period. Okay. <laughs> Amongst your friends, what are you best known for? Um, Telling it like it is from what he just said. Right. <laughs> I, I know where all the good restaurants are. All right. Be next out, question. Where would your family be most surprised to find you? In Florida. <laughs> that <laughs> is <with> home. <laughs> um, and the last one is, who was the most fascinating person you've ever met? Give me another question. I I'm, can give I'm you the another most question. fascinating person I met. Everybody's boring to me. Okay, last question. No, you guys. Aww. You guys are fascinated the hell out of me. I love how you guys' minds bless work. You. <laughs> I'm blushing. You. I'm dead. Okay, last question for real. For men who don't really have the means of affording luxury, what's like a daily tip that they can partake in for self-care <clears throat> now brother i want you to lean in real close to the microphone we now, because a lot of y'all a lot of y'all have the audacity to be up underneath <laughs> my tickety talk talking about you can't do all this it costs too much money but you got a whole lot of jordans i right i have a mighty shoe collection but i don't even have jordans okay <laughs> so if you can wear some jordans you can afford a skincare routine mm. okay and on top of that formula 1006 at ulta Tell him Miles sent you. That's not going to do nothing for you. But it's always, <laughs> almost every time you go in there, it's buy two, get one free. Nice. So I don't want to hear any more excuses. Miles, thank you again. <laughs> thank you so, so much for much. coming. This has been an absolute pleasure and I can't wait no, to see you, you again. thank you so much for having me. I had a Guys, great time. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Give us feedback. Leave some stuff in the comments. If you like Miles, go head on over to TikTok and follow him at Miles Made It Right. Mm -hmm. That's your name. Yes. Right. Um, and Miles, uh, is there anywhere else that they can find you besides TikTok? So right. follow me on Instagram at Miles underscore styled. Mm. Nice. But mainly on TikTok. But Miles, thank you again one more time. It was an absolute pleasure. And we'll be back on, on the, the next, next episode. episode. Bye. Bye.